Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini here from Seeking Balance Australia and I have a really interesting topic today and I've brought in Marissa, so welcome Marissa. Hi Joey. And what we're going to talk about is medications and why we start taking medications and for difficult feelings, so whether that be for depression, anxiety, loneliness, tinnitus, dizziness, not feeling quite right, people take medications for different reasons. And what we're going to talk about is, is long-term medications and also this idea of weaning off medications and having this conversation with ourselves and with our health professionals and medical team. Do I need to be on them ongoing and what's the cost benefit? So I want to start off by saying welcome to this discussion. This is a non-judgmental space. We're going to be very privileged to hear Marissa's story and her experience of being medicated and also exploring for herself when she's ready to come off medications. And I want to say there's no right or wrong. So those of you out there who are taking medications daily, whether they be for depression or anxiety, whatever, you are doing the best you can for yourself with the resources you have. So just want to say that this is not a judgmental space. And we're not advocating that one way is better or worse. We're just looking at opening up the conversation because a lot of people come to me saying, Joey, I can't get off my medications. I can't do this. It's, it's blocking my neuroplasticity. The medication's suppressing my ability to heal. It's, it's blocking my brain's ability to rewire. You know, I'm feeling hopeless. And so this conversation is for you guys. I want to just have a, a, a non-judgmental space where we can open up the conversation and whatever it means to you. I, I hope that serves you well. So Marissa, I wanted to, to start from the beginning and do you want to talk a little bit about your first experience with medication, like kind of where you got the idea for it, how it happened and how much information you had at the time. So what was the initial experience going way okay, back? Okay, so it was a long, long time ago. Um, my mother... Uh, had just died uh, that was 20 years ago and I had had my third child I think she died about two or three weeks after Anton was born <clears throat> and I just found myself in a really big hole mm -hmm. um, of grief of depression I had a lot of ambivalence about my relationship with my mother. I don't think I was able to grieve properly. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, I was actually, I didn't really have much of a choice. I had to take medication. I had children to look after and a family to support. So um, I was hospitalised for a short period of time and they initiated the antidepressants. So I have been taking those for um, 20 years off and on. Yep. So. And I met you in a women's circle. Mm. And so this process of being in a women's circle is about sharing life stories. It's about listening to each other. It's about not being judgmental. And it's about actually formally taking time to listen to the body, to listen to and honour what you're feeling. And so this was how we met. And the reason I've invited Marissa in is I was just blown away by her courage and bravery to one day say... I've decided I'm going to take myself off medication. Every, you know, I've been on them for decades, but I'm going to do this. And there was just this apparent stroke of insight and courage. And I've seen clients attempt this process too, and I've seen how challenging it is. And so I was really curious to watch how Lisa and Marissa navigated this. So do you want to share a little bit about that 
process of thinking mm. I'm ready, I want to explore this, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to give it a crack? I think being in a women's circle and being able to fully express how I felt for the first time, I think in my entire life, yeah. and to acknowledge some of those really dark emotions, um, that started me on the path of thinking, you know, it's okay to feel this. Mm -hmm. um, I am acceptable when I am struggling with really big stuff and it's, um, it's all right to be sad and grieving and angry. Actually, the anger was the main thing that came through for me. Yeah. Um, I had so much rage that I had suppressed for so long. And I think being able to let go of that um, in a safe space, in a contained space with other women, yeah. um, that was the catalyst for me thinking, you know, I don't, I don't need to depend on this medication yep. forever and ever. I can, I can wean off it and I can uh, feel, feel things in a real embodied way and, and survive that and be okay with that. Yeah. And so coming back to the biology and the neuroscience, so emotions are little, they're pathways connecting in our brain and we feel them when neurotransmitters are released and we have happy biological pathways and we have sad and grief and shame and everything you can name under the sun. These are all biological processes that are flowing through the neurons in our brain. And it makes sense that when we're younger and we don't have wisdom or insight yet, when we experience ambivalent feelings or adult situations that where we don't understand yet, and this could be in childhood, in adolescence, in our 20s, in our 30s, if we're having, or any age, if we're experiencing a relationship or a breakdown or a grief or a trauma or an anger, and especially when it's our parents and it's like, I should love this person, but I'm friggin' angry. <laughs> And there can be a lot of confusing conversations flowing through the brain. And the feminine mode of healing is about exploring that with kindness and curiosity. And so rather than saying, no, you shouldn't feel this way, so let's medicate it because this is abnormal. And in this questionnaire, it says you have chronic depression or chronic anxiety or X, Y, and Z. It's about saying, actually, this was a really confusing situation. Your brain was firing so many mixed signals. It didn't know what was what and where was where. So why don't we go through a process of strategically, gently and lovingly feeling those so the brain can actually normalize itself back to a, a ground level. So the key element for emotions is often rather than suppressing them, pushing them away, numbing them or hiding them, which means the, the, the brain's not able to complete its cycle. It's kind of stuck a quarter of the way or halfway or three quarters. We want to actually enable the brain to feel all of it. And that's, I think, the embodied aspect. It's not talk therapy. We're not talking our way through it. There's actually a process of sometimes crying it or feeling it or there's a heaviness or a sadness and I know in my experience, I had about four years of pretty challenging depression and feeling out of my body. And there was just a day where I, I felt all of my sadness just, just really just drop into my body. And there was a voice in my head at the same time that said, you know what, 
this is a really sad situation. You're allowed to feel sad. Take as long as you want. Feel as sad as you want. Cry a river. And this voice in my head was, was self-compassion and it was saying, I will be with you through this. And it was like from that point in time I started healing. So it was this allowing myself to feel it rather than running away from it. So I just wanted to bring that in that when we go to the doctor or the hospitals, they don't necessarily have all the time in the day to let us feel, to let us embody. It's not their training. It's not their specialty. They are really looking at our vital signs and making sure we're safe, right? So they're looking yeah. at it from in that. My, in my case, say, you know, I had young children at that time and it was important that I was functioning. You know, mm -hmm. I, had to, I had to keep the family afloat. And so it was the best solution that the medical um, system could offer me at that time in point. And, so, it, and it served you well. And it did. It, it certainly did. But, you know, it's time for me now to try other different ways, different ways of dealing with my emotions. And, hmm. Yeah, and I'm just curious, what sort of supports do you feel you need as you wean off the medications? And I know you've you've taken time... I think with no medications, which was amazing, have, yeah. which was a really rich and brave process. Yes. And um, I think that the key thing is to be really, really gentle with yourself. It's not an easy process coming off anything, you know. It's um, huge. Yeah. Um, and you need to do it in stages and you need to be ready and you ne it needs to be the right time for you. Um, and I think it's important to find a GP or a medical professional who's yes. actually sharing your philosophy and supporting you. I've heard lots of people who, who see medical doctors who say, no, don't do it, stay on your medications. And just remember, that's one perspective. There are so many medical doctors out there who support the hybrid model of, mm. you know, emotional resilience and lifestyle changes and habits, and they will support you to ease off medications so that's a philosophical alignment. So just yeah. to have that kind of team member. Yeah, my GP um, is lovely, but uh, she feels it would be best if I stayed on them for the rest of my life. Um, but I think I will be looking at getting somebody else on my side uh, with this. I think, um, you know, I think you need someone a bit more holistic that can support you in a new way of being. And also um, maybe see you with fresh eyes. Yes, so, that's true. And I've actually had GPs who have said to clients, I really recommend you go and talk to my colleague, so another mm. person, another GP, because I've, you know, this GP said, I've seen you so long for so many sessions that there could be things that I'm blind to now, like I'm not quite seeing you with fresh eyes, mm. that a whole new doctor might see something differently. And I thought that was quite wise and insightful because there is that village component of healing which is it can take more brain than one to help navigate solutions and navigate processes but I wanted to say so when we're medicated there's this idea of being numbing so there's certain feelings we no longer feel and that's like a party because you don't want to feel them so mm -hmm. the horrible dark stuff is suppressed and numbed and these are brain chemicals that the the medications are so cleverly um you know, substituting or adding or deleting or, you know, um, contributing to. And then there's also the joy emotions and the feel-good emotions and those 
pleasurable emotions are, are also being numbed. So the medications can't only pull away the pain. So there's this idea of levelizing out how we feel. There's less, less high highs and less low lows. So I'm just curious, when you go wean yourself off the medications or go off them completely, is it like meeting a new part of yourself that's been in hiding for a while? It's definitely getting back on that cycle of um, waves of emotion, mm -hmm. um, which is a good feeling. It's really good to be able to do that again. Like for so many years, for decades really, I have been at a plateau mm -hmm. and life is very even and stable, which has been really good, particularly for my family. Yeah. <laughs> but to actually feel to feel grief and sadness and fury and those extremes of emotion, um, that's wonderful too. Yeah. A and the highs, you know, the joys. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so... I've got a it, question for you, a, yeah. a philosophical question. Mm. What do you think the purpose is of emotions? So they're coming to us for a reason. It's part of our evolution. We're biologically made to experience feel-good moments. We're biologically imprinted to feel shame and feel grief and feel sadness. So these emotions are supposed to come to us. We're not designed to be robotic. So I'm just curious, what do you think the purpose of emotions are? I think they're signposts to our soul, really. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the anger that I felt was something that I should have taken on board a long time ago and worked through and dealt with. Um, and that would have really helped my development, I think, as a person and, and as a soul. Um, but instead, I put that on hold. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with putting things on hold until you have the capacity to deal with them. Um, yeah, and, and arguably you did it in perfect timing. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> and it, it perfectly unraveled to get you to where you need to be and here you are today. Mm. So this, I think it's a real tricky thing because in society we've got all the beautiful magazine models and it's like lose weight and earn more money and feel this. and Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like on Facebook, be fantastic all the time. And that's actually quite confusing because a normal human being is going to feel the full spectrum of emotions, including anger and shame and guilt and, um, I don't know, happiness, joy, shock, anxiety, uncertainty. And so we're, we're fed an illusion and it's very easy to buy into the illusion. Mm, it brings to mind for me the Stepwood Wives. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. No, I didn't. Of all the um, the women and they live in a town and they're all, they're robots basically. Yeah. And they um, cater to their husband's every need. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fucked up, that is. <laughs> Sorry, am I allowed to say that? We'll do a language one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's... Delete. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, I was actually going to bring in wildness. And I think when we can give ourselves permission to feel our emotions, and I hate to use the S word, but surrender. So they come to us, right? Um, you can't make yourself feel something really. You know, you can't say, I'm going to fall in love with that person and bang, fall in love. Emotions come to us and we receive them. And that informs us about our wildness. It lets us be native. It lets us be instinctual. And when we can connect to our truth and 
be more whole in ourselves rather than rejecting bits and saying, no, I don't want to feel that. Okay, no, no, that's not acceptable. Shouldn't be like this. No. So there's this idea of rejecting parts of ourselves. It's very confusing because ultimately the world is gifted by our presence and by our authenticity and by our wildness. And we can't share our truth and our wild self with the world if we're not willing to feel it. Mm. And I think... Um... You know, I've spent years and years being disconnected and it's such a wonderful thing to feel your emotions and to actually connect into them mm. and be your authentic self, whatever <laughs> that is, warts and all. Um, well, it's this permission to feel. Mm. And I think often, and, and you listeners out there, if you think of moments when it was really hard for you and you are really angry or really sad or really full of shame or something. I mean, probably some type of learning insight, some type of beautiful experience bounced off the back of that. Or if it hasn't, it, it, it possibly will for you. And we touch on that a lot with my brother breaking his neck and just there was some amazing and beautiful things that came out of that trauma. And the thing is, is when we express to the world our warts and all approach. So when I'm sad, I'm sad and I let myself cry. It gives the people around me to do the same. So it humanizes us all. And so when we, we do the happy, I'm happy all the time thing, we're actually not giving ourselves permission to be real and we're also not giving the people around us permission to be real, which means we're role modeling to our kids that kind of plastic approach to emotions or that fear-based approach to emotions you know don't cry don't do this don't get angry mm. but I know there's been moments in my life and I don't get angry a lot but I've had a few moments where I've been really angry like full-on and when I actually get into it and I express it and I articulate it and I've sometimes written a song about it it's just felt amazing and I don't know if I said before you know emotions have a beginning middle and end and very similar to a song if you if you started at the beginning, click play, and you listen all the way through to the end, the emotion actually stops, it completes itself, and then it turns into the next available emotion. Mm. So if you actually go through it and ride the wave and really give yourself permission to be there, you're not stuck in it. So rather than have it be years on end on repeat, like a, if you think of a record that's stuck and it's not clicking over to the next song, if you can actually learn how to feel your emotions and give yourself permission to go through the whole cycle, often for me it's it's minutes. You know, that mm. anger can can be gone within minutes. And that is just it's it's a really empowering process because it's mm. yeah. I wish I'd known that at a younger age. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately you have to go through it to learn it. So mm. it's it you know. But look, it's a beautiful process and I just thought I wanted to invite all of the listeners out there to have this conversation with yourself, with your support team. For me right now, ask yourself, are medications actually serving me? And for some of you, the answer will be yes. It's helping you be functional. It's helping you survive. It's, it is a medical miracle and those medications are serving you beautifully. And give yourself permission to be grateful for those medications. Mm and be grateful for the science behind them because they are a medical miracle impacting on your brain. For some of you, you might be thinking, you know what, I'm not in contact with my wildness, I'm not in contact with my truth, I've numbed out and I feel curious and ready to feel me, to feel my wholeness. What supports are you going to need to wean off your meds? Which medical doctors are philosophically aligned with that? 
Um, a lot of my beautiful balance clients go through this process and they work with me over a six month period. Um, I don't know how much time you feel. Yeah, look, I'd reiterate in, in um, practical terms, give yourself lots and lots of time. Um, they say to wean off, you need to cut down by a quarter of your dose over a long period of time. So I'm saying six to 12 months even. Yeah. Um, Changes if, to the brain happen slow and steady. Yeah, if you do it too quickly, it's um, it can be disastrous. Um, you know, there are lots of <laughs> yeah. there are lots of side effects and things of coming off um, antidepressants quickly. Um, and then, yeah, support um, in relationships, a medical um, practitioner, a holistic medical practitioner. Uh, exercise is just excellent for mood. I find it's, mm -hmm. um, yep. you know, my, Getting my new form of Prozac is exercise. Yep. Um, Listening to your body, sleeping and eating. Yep, really taking a balanced approach to all of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. and, and I would say if you haven't already, you know, look at what women's circles mm, or for definitely. you blokes out there, um, any type of men's shed or men's group that you can connect in with in the community, which is a non-judgmental, safe, confidential space. They can be hard to find, but take a look or, or even start one for yourself. But, you know, connect in, find that belonging, find human stories that help you feel okay with who you are and to break that mould of perfection. So often when we're when we're hanging out and spending our time with real humans who let themselves be wild, we're more likely to adopt that and give ourselves permission to, to do it too. I'd agree with that. Yeah, so it could be you need to find new emotional and social support networks mm. to support you in this growth of the person you're becoming. So certainly stay supported. Don't make any quick decisions. Always talk with your doctor. But this, the aim of this talk today with Marissa was really about saying, you know, it could be decades of medication and that doesn't mean you're stuck. You can still have the conversation and if you feel ready to explore your feelings, well, that's probably mm. one of the first steps. Yeah, it's it just is. feeling ready. And that can be magical. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank sharing you. and chatting. <laughs> I'm sure the people listening got a lot out of it and um, we're all different, so it's just beautiful to hear every person's mm. journey. Thanks, Joey. Absolute pleasure. Bye, everybody. Bye.